bypass the compressor. You are the chosen one! Something truly special. Congratulations, you are being rescued. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. The ability to speak might not make you intelligent, but we're going to try to prove otherwise. This is the Clashing Sabers podcast, and I am here with one of my co-hosts. She is cooler than a jumping high five between Chirrut and Bays. It's Lindsay. You know what? For the first time ever, I feel like I believe you right now. I am just on such a hype still from Star Wars Celebration that I honestly believe that I am that cool. I mean... I'm not going to say I had FOMO because um, that, that doesn't really fit, but I definitely was jealous of you all weekend, and you kind of ruined my entire weekend, so thank you for that. Uh, uh, and here I was hoping you would just live vicariously through me. I and tried so hard, but I'm selfish. I'm, yeah, I'm just I understand. It. Yeah, so... For those of you who don't know, if, you, if you're not following Lindsay on Instagram or over on our Facebook group, first of all, what are you doing? Go do that now. I know you're listening on your phone, so go do it now. Uh, but she had the VIP ticket, so you were front row, literally front row center for pretty much everything. I was. The farthest back I sat was still right in the center, right in the row, but the third row back, and that was for just two panels. Everything else, I was literally front row center. That's ridiculous. Crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. So yeah. uh, more to come on that later. But uh, you had you did a little thing while you were there. I did. So it was, let's see, it was Saturday night at Celebration. Um, so it was the third day in. And I was sitting there with some friends who I had either intended to meet up with over there. And then some new friends who, of course, you can't go to Celebration without making a bajillion new Star Wars friends. It's like big summer camp for adults. Um, So we're all sitting around a fire outside one night, and we were just talking about really our thoughts on the trailer and a few other things that we had seen that day. And, of course, turns out everyone there kind of um, has their own podcast. And we were thinking... It's such a shame that we aren't recording this conversation. And it was such a great, deep, and thought-provoking conversation. And we really wanted all of our listeners to be able to hear it. And finally, one guy goes, oh, my God, hang on. And he pulls out of his bag two microphones and a recorder. So we ended up recording our conversation because it seemed like we were all really on the same page with, Brandon, what you and I do here what I think our listeners really enjoy, which is not just a recap, but really deep conversations on some of the things that we can expect, some of the themes that we've seen. So this conversation is one that I enjoyed so much, and I'm sure you guys will too. So I want to give a shout out to Sam and Zach over at Sith Talk, uh, as in David at Rebel Watch. And David and John at Rule of Two Podcast. Uh, So there are some other guests who kind of come in and out of this conversation as you hear. Some members of the 501st. Um, It is outside, so you might hear some noise in the background. But overall, I think you guys are really going to enjoy our thoughts here that we share. I will also say if you are like Brandon and you're trying to avoid 
any kind of spoilers going into The Rise of Skywalker. We do talk about the trailer for a good portion of this conversation. So if you are trying to avoid that, I salute you. But turn around right now. This is not the conversation for you. If you have watched the trailer, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this conversation and even some of your thoughts on the trailer, the title, and some of the other things we discuss here. So I do hope you guys enjoy. And just to make clear, this is not any spoiler territory. It's everything that was in the trailer, correct? Correct. It's nothing leaked online, anything like that. We talk only about what we actually saw in those two minutes, um, what was actually discussed in that panel for episode nine, if you were live streaming that. So no big spoilers, just some references to things that, you know, John Boyega might have said, something like that. Um, Also talk about a couple of books. Uh, So Thrawn Alliances, the Vader comic, so on. Um, because yeah, so Brandon if, and if Lindsay can't go anywhere without talking about books. No, no, I can't. But that's why I so enjoyed, especially the guys from Sith Talk, because they're just like us and they love diving into this stuff. And it goes so they go so far beyond just here's the plot. Here's a few fun facts about Star Wars. Here's some trivia. They really do, just like us, think about where this all fits in the bigger universe. That's awesome. So we're going to go ahead and throw it over there, and then we'll come back right after uh, right after we're done. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Sam from Sith Talk. And I'm Zach, and we are here for the Avengers mashup when it comes to podcasting. We got everybody. I don't care. We got the big care. mashup between a bunch <laughs> of different podcasts. So I'm from Sith Talk. I'm David from a Star Wars Rule of Two podcast. The first one. The, 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 non, the, the non-collider <laughs> rule of two. Yeah. My name is John. I'm also from uh, the rule of two, a Star Wars podcast. He's, uh, he's the apprentice, though. Nice. Thanks for throwing that in there. And uh, I am Ezra from uh, Rebel Watch. I am Lindsay from Clashing Sabers. And I'm the second David of the group here from Rebel Watch and the Contingency Plan podcast. Now, let's just get into the Episode 9 trailer. There were a lot of different things that we saw, and I got to go to you first. What do you think? I think there's a ton to unpack, and there's so much focus right now, obviously, on the title, on that first minute with what we see Ray suddenly able to do, that people are already forgetting about the Resistance versus the First Order. But for me, it really is, I kind of agree with the rest of the public right now, that it is all about the force and the title and what we're going to get there. But there's so much that we need to talk about right now. You know, I I agree wholeheartedly. I think right now the First Order Rebels, that's kind of in the background. Everyone is wondering how the heck is Emperor Palpatine coming back? In what form is he coming back? Is it a power, you know, that the Sith have learned to become force ghosts is it a holocron what who knows but uh december can't come any sooner right now i mean i have my thought on it it's it's a little long but if you guys are willing to hear me out all right so my thought is it's not so much that palpatine is absolutely coming back and it's not so much that he never died to begin with nothing like that i think we're starting to see a lot more crossovers in how Star Wars is telling these stories. So the big 
point for me here is actually coming from Vader, number 25. And in that issue, what we saw is Vader goes back to basically what we would call the underworld or to the gates of hell. And he's trying to get Padme back from the dead. And that's Vader's mission. For, as Anakin, he wanted to prevent pe- people from dying. As Vader, he's trying to pull them back from the dead. If we flash forward now to Force Awakens, we have Kylo throw out that line about, I will finish what you started. And we never had total clarity yet on what exactly he meant. So my theory is that Kylo Ren is trying to finish Vader's mission in terms of being able to pull people back from dying. I think that's also why he was able to kill Han Solo, because it was him saying, I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to give myself fully to the dark side, because if I do this, I'm going to be able to go and get my dad back. I'm going to be able to reverse what I've done. And so... We can. My assumption is in Rise of Star, in Rise of Skywalker, he's gonna now have this power. He'll be able to go to the underworld, the world between worlds, and I think that's where we hear the Palpatine laugh. Is when he goes back, thinking he has this power now, he's gonna be able to save his father, but that unlocks everything else that comes with it. Yeah. So I have a question for you. So is it that? That he's learning this power, not not from Anakin and you know, uh, like an Anakin Force Ghost, but it would be from the underworld. Is that what you're kind of saying? Is it, like where does he learn the power to to save the ones that he loves from dying? I don't have a definite answer. You know, in Ray, we we have her now with the ancient text. My thought though is that could be why Ben turned to Snoke. And became Kylo Ren, he probably thought Snoke is going to be able to teach me these gifts and teach me how to unlock the full potential. Was, okay. So in that in that issue, is there something like explain to me more in the Vader comic? Like what is going on in that comic? Like the, the under you know what I'm saying that that would that he could what is it that he could learn there? I guess. So the big thing in that comic is really the location. The location in that comic is the key to unlocking that power. And that's why um, Vader built his castle on Mustafar and had it built the way he did, because that location is how he's able to go into that kind of area. Um, so I would hope with everything else we're getting about Vader, about Vader's castle, that we're going to see Invader Immortal and some other stories coming out. Uh, even just the Lego set that's coming out. There's a ton of focus on Vader and his castle. I would not be shocked if we somehow went back there with Kylo Ren, and that's how he's able to start to dive into some of these powers. See, so you're mentioning the comics, and you know, as you're talking, I'm starting to think the moment mm-hmm. little bit section yep. that came out. So Palpatine is the one that gifted uh, the helmet, Moment's helmet, to Vader. What if Palpatine somehow knew Moment was still alive and in that helmet, and was able to kind of transfer his essence into something else? That would fit. So that—that's where you're getting with that. And to add to that, the biggest thing—the biggest thing about to add to that—the biggest thing about why I, I I like that idea and everything that you're saying. I think it all does go back to Vader, but in a 
different way. I think it also goes back to Palpatine. So one of the key things in The Last Jedi is that ring, that ring that Snoke has, which Ooh. which is from the, the actual rock is from Vader's castle, and the actual inscriptions are from the statues of Episode Three. And, oh my and me God. and Rebel Watch talked about this under... Un, uh, with under without the mic and it's all little hints to Palpatine and I think he's gonna come back in a big way and I I get what you're saying about the Ben aspect and I think he really is doing what he thinks best I think it's it's like I hate to bring up the Avengers but it's the Thanos where Thanos truly does think he's doing what is right and I think Ben is doing what he thinks is his path where he's supposed to go but I think it all leads back to Palpatine and where we get in that trailer is Ray chasing after these clues that the force is directing her to Ben's chasing those clues that the force is directing him, which yeah. is all going to Palpatine. And they're both in that scene. Like, what are you doing here? I haven't seen you. And the last time I saw you was I shut the door on you. So by standards, that was a big, um, and so now, <laughs> you know, it's a communication disrupt. Yeah, and, but they're both after the same thing, which is Granddaddy Pops in that ring alone. Yeah. So Zach, question for you: the idea that because I think the question is, is Palpatine back like in the flesh and blood, or is he back in some essence form? Or what? What, what are your thoughts on that? You know I think at the very least, spiritually, he needs to yeah. be back. I mean, I, I think a pal- uh, holocron is great, but why give us a trailer where he laughs, hyping us up overnight? I mean. I mean, like, literally, Ian McDiarmid is the biggest talked-about yeah. thing in the yep. world right now over yep. just a cackle. I mean... Right, right. I yeah. mean, it yeah. shows the presence of the Emperor, and I think that, at the very least, he has to come back in the spiritual form. And the biggest thing is, with Force Ghost, at the very least, we've always known only light guys make a Force or are Force Ghosts. But what if the one bad guy cheated death, like he said in episode three, many moon ago, and actually figured out how to be a dark side baddie? And, and I want to ask you guys something. Um, I'm Jeremy. I'm a local boy. Much like Ray, I'm Jeremy from Chicago, and I'm not, I don't have a podcast. Jeremy from nowhere. But I was curious as to what you guys think, because um, we kind of, we've been talking since uh, we saw the trailer, um, the whole Palpatine thing. There's a lot of gray area. All we know is that he's got to laugh. But something we do know, we haven't even talked about yet, I was curious what you guys think is the title rise of skywalker what do you guys think that means um you know we were thinking uh the other day about the title and how we possibly think it has something to do with the new jedi order being named skywalker i mean i remember when we had talked about this a while ago on sith talk we were saying um where is the jedi order going like what does it mean to be a jedi and i had said you know, maybe the idea of Jedi and Sith are both false notions because the whole thing they've been talking about throughout this series is balance, 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 the light and the dark to meet it. And it's not rise of, you know, I, I feel like it's talking about Skywalker as almost a terminology, not a person. So perhaps for them striking the balance of light and dark, Skywalker is more of a term, not necessarily a person. They're like, oh, who is the Skywalker? Is it Leia? Is it Rey? It's, it's not anyone in particular. It's how they find that balance of light and dark, because clearly there are faults that are shown in following just the light or just the dark. So, Sam, you know, you brought up an amazing point right now that I want to kind of dig deep into a little bit more. In Thrawn Alliances, I don't know if you've read it, yes, so I'm going to throw a spoiler out there. What? The term Skywalker is referred to as a chiss notion of anybody that uses the Force. 
so it's not pigeonholed to any one individual. So who's to say that they're not reaching from that, what Timothy Zahn did in Thrawn Alliances, and saying one specific Skywalker, as we know in DNA-wise, but could just be a Force user, as in Rey, is the rise of the Skywalker. Exactly, and I think that's fascinating that you brought that up because it's interesting when they're discussing, like, oh, we hear this call from the Outer Regions, and there's so much talk about the Outer Regions, and what that book brings up is how even Thrawn himself discusses, like, there are bigger threats coming from far away. That could so so tie into future Star Wars stories we might be getting. And so it's interesting that, like, yes, Rise of the Skywalker, exactly. It doesn't have to mean just person. It just means someone who wields the force and could possibly someone who bounces both the light and the dark. And and see, and this is going to take us away from Episode Nine. so I'm just going to mention that we're going to go right back to Episode Nine. But in the Timothy Zahn panel, he mentioned the Grisks are coming back. So I think yeah. that they're coming back in the Thrawn treason novel that he's got coming up. So I think that is what Palpatine was focused on. The Grisks, which kind of like the Yuzong Vong from the old Legends continuity, I don't think he meant Snoke at all. I think he meant the Grisks. Interesting. So I would even kind of bring it back to the point about Skywalker and it being just general people. I would even take it that extra step and say what Rey is going to do is create a new Jedi Order and just have them be called Skywalker. That's what Jeremy and I were talking about yesterday, especially because we were also thinking the same thing with just being calling their Force-sensitive people Skywalker. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be totally wrong on this, but if I'm not mistaken, Octu is pretty close to those unknown regions where all of this is taking place. And again, you'll have to forgive me, I can't remember the name of the sacred text that she took, but we can assume that they were probably written on or around Octu. Books. Where at the time, they are actual books. They are actual books, yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the time, they were probably still calling Force-sensitive users Skywalkers. So my guess is Rey is reading those books, sees that they're being called Skywalkers, and when she brings the Jedi back just goes back to those original roots and starts calling them Skywalker again. And so see, I don't the, want to say Great Jedi, To, to but analyze great Jedi. Your, your title, I mean, the, the, the Episode 9 title says it's rise, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. That seems pretty blunt. It's not yeah. The Rise of the Skywalkers or The Rise of a Skywalker. It's The Rise of Skywalker, which kind of hints that Skywalker is not just the last name, but the rise of Sky. What does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like, we know the actual literal of the story of what it means, but Skywalker, I mean, you go back to that Thrawn, and, it, and it's it's interesting. Like, I, know, I, I hope the Jedi don't take a new name and start calling themselves Skywalker, but maybe Skywalker is like the second term of it, you know? Yeah. Like another different term of a Force user. That or Shmi is coming back. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now, oh, can, oh I, Lord. can I drop a little bit of a bomb in this? So, yes, drop a bomb. Yes. On our way on, to Zach. Jedi Fallen Order panel, um, I, I had a conversation with Star Wars Theory. Okay. And we talked about the Episode 7 original plot. And the original plot was that Rey was supposed to go underwater in deep within the yes. Death Star moon yeah. to get the actual location of Luke Skywalker. And yeah. in this Episode 9 trailer, we see the location of this same Death Star. I think the difference is now is that it's not the location of Luke Skywalker, but the MacGuffin being Palpatine himself. Yeah. No, I like that. That's interesting. I mean, yeah. So where did that? So so that was the, that was a theory, 
that came out, right, that he was kind of, um, yeah, hey, by the way, Force Toast has just joined. Yeah, For- scoot over, scoot over. Force Toast Pod has just joined us, by the way. We're in this big collaboration. Cheers. There we go. <laughs> Laura, introduce yourself real quick, you and Alice. We Yay, this us. is Laura from Force Toast Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Alice. Yo. Hello, so, hello. Uh, Laura, we are talking about the rise of Skywalker. What else would we be talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What else is there to talk about? What here, does that honestly? mean to I you? I came up with a theory today, though. Let's you hear know it. that Let's opening shot? I yeah. think it's Snap Wexley up in that Thai silencer helping her train. That was his mission. He's like, I'm going to go steal the Thai <laughs> silencer. First order. Alice, how many drinks have you had? One. That's, that's our first one. It's oh, our first okay. one for the I'm night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You <laughs> zoom in on that picture. There's a big blob of orange. Yeah. Oh, Somebody posted no. a picture, like, zoomed in of that part of the trailer, and you can see the orange person sitting in the Thai silencer striker. What was it? So it's just practice. Are you literally? Are you downplaying that back that backflip? Yeah, are you kidding? We're downplaying me? it. I think it was training. I think it was Ray wow. training. If that's practice, imagine real time. Okay. All right. Uh, wow. <laughs> Here we go. Your best is over to John. That's an interesting theory that you came up with, but I don't agree at all. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I hey, just, take it easy on force. I'm sorry. Okay? I, we just met. My name's John. Thank you. That's We're totally nice. fine. Um, I, my new buddy here agrees with me, and that's all I care about. Um, <laughs> I was just telling them they don't show in the trailer who it is. Well, exactly. They give but you the illusion that it's probably pull Kylo Ren. Phone and zoom in. There's a huge orange blob. Who do we see zooming? What about the possibility that it is, we don't know, we don't have any design or anything. What if it's the possibility it's Carrie Russell's bounty hunter? Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. There's so much left. We just, we don't even know what questions to be asking. No, no, definitely. There's so much out there that we're just, we're guessing at right now. And I guarantee the speculations that we're dropping tonight and for the next six or seven months are going to be way off base. But you know what? It's going to be so fun talking about every darn thing. I mean, now that we're just completely wildly off topic now, and I don't mind that. I mean, we were talking about Snap Wexley and how he was missing in the last Mr. one. Mr. Uh, of course, The Last Jedi. And I mean, one thought I had was is, and now we've tied this into the Resistance show, because sure, why not? Let's go for it. They just had the Colossus take off, and that is the show that's going to fill the gap for us between 8 and 9. So could we expect some really good plot points that might lead into some stuff for us in episode 9. I mean, when does that show even come out? I can't even remember. I don't think they've said when season 2 is going to be. Star Wars Resistance? They haven't announced when it's coming out, but I know that at the very end of it, I think we crossed over into episode 7. And it's quite funny because David and I had a debate about the Colossus actually going airborne. and We had a bet and I lost it. Um, because I was like, it's not going to go airborne. Uh, but yes, they 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 didn't say when s- season two is going to be coming out, but we do know that we've like probably just crossed the precipice of episode seven starting. Yeah. Um, but then this is a question we can get into, and I know you're probably going to say something else, but they said there was some time between episode eight and nine, and we didn't say how much time. I'm curious, because I'm thinking years. Yeah. But as we've yeah. been talking, I'm kind of getting the, that that may not be years, it may be some time. No, I, I think it is years, and we were saying this off mic too, but when we were talking about kind of who's off limits for Kylo Ren and how really he's not going to touch Rey, he's not going to touch Leia, 
But we were saying, you know, if it is a matter of years, we don't know what's happened in those few years. It could suddenly be, you know, something happened and now he is okay pulling the trigger on Leia. He's okay taking that Thai silencer right to Ray. I'm saying he's a monster. (laughs) No, seriously. People have speculated that the rise of Skywalker, that Skywalker blood, and I'm just throwing out some just random crazy stuff here, but like, what does that mean? Jeremy and I were talking a little bit about the idea that like the rise of Skywalker could be just that, you know, that Skywalker blood or that solo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, hold on. Pass this down to Jeremy. He's got this. Pass it down. So the real rise of Skywalker would be C-3PO. He's the oldest Skywalker, created by a Skywalker. He gets some actual action in the trailer. He's in that thing with uh, Poe and Finn when they're being chased on a desert planet. And um, I think there was uh, some kind of leak online where he had Jules Bocaster and Ray Staff. Yeah, teaser teaser poster, yeah. So the rise of Skywalker might be C-3PO doing the most. This might be his R2 at Attack of the Clones. This might be his moment where he does something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So they did mention, I think, in the episode nine panel that he, Anthony Daniels, says he has a bigger role in episode yeah. nine than he's probably had in the some? previous. <laughs> the theory, yeah. that, that, so that theory is very interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that at what point? Because he did have a bowcaster. We we had a we talked about the poster and broke it down. You also see Chewie has that bowcaster. So is it? Is it Chewie's bowcaster, or is it, and it's just a second he one? Or is it, it, he goes off with Billy D. They're doing some stuff, it looks like, you know? That looks so cool, too. All you need to do is just see him laugh. They had me. Just to see that yeah. trailer. Okay, so one of the questions that I've had is, it's not very big, it's not earth-shattering, but we've seen, I mean, come on, guys, it's it's the Death Star. It's it's some Death Star, but which Death Star? Right, two. Because, check, no, check this out. No, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, but check this out. There is no way that does that look like the forest moon of Endor, though? Because to me, it looks more like Yavin. Okay, so here's my here, here's what I'm saying. Here, here's what I'm saying. My name is David Amelotti. I'm with Beyond the Blast Source. Okay. Come on. It's gotta be Death Star. Too. Think about this. Okay, listen. You just blew up a station that is not just one, two, three. It is nay four times larger than the original Death Star. Right. This thing comes plummeting down towards the planet of Endor. That's gonna mess with the atmosphere. That's gonna mess with the geology. Here's my real question. You wanna you wanna theorize about what this is really all about? How long do they get yub nub on that Endor? Because at some point. That piece of the station is falling down towards the planet. Folks, we gotta get on board a plane. We gotta get out of here. I'm at all, so somebody else take over. This They're guy's coming party. It's over. <laughs> I got this dish coming at me. I gotta get out of here. It's like body walks. I gotta go. All right, Dave. This is the other Dave here. So that station is so massive. You're right. But it is a forest moon of Endor. There's other moons it could have dropped off on, or it could be on Endor. Itself. Listen, do you want to be here all night or what? Let's do this, man. You I want to be here to all do night except the Mandalorian. These coals hey, will I, run out eventually. I, I've got the lottery of the Mandalorian. I, I can be here face. all night. Yes. <laughs> this is incredible. Which moon? How, how many moons does Endor have? Do we know that answer? No, Seven? It's, six? It's, it's at least got four. Four. It's at least got four. All right, well, let's draw straws, everybody. Wow. Come on, Lindsay. I will say, yes. when I watch it, I, I can make out the outlines of the temples on Yavin. Right before. <laughs> can, do you not see I'm it? Into this. You can just, see. You can see the temples on Yavin. Episode nine. And I can just be like, "Dang it, JJ, you were so close. We almost it had it. Perfect. We almost had it. Wait, 
But you know what? That's not even the important part. That's not even the important part. You know what it is? What? What's the important did part? Anyone Tell me, enlighten me, please. Did anyone else see the connection? The whatever planet they're on, at Yavin, Endor, who, it doesn't even matter. But the ship is the same ship that dropped Ray off on Jack Coon. That's impressive. Yeah. Who wants my mic? My Uber is here. I love you all. Happy wow. Star Wars celebration, everybody. Wow, thank God for Uber. Thank God thank for you. Uber. Thank all you right. for all your opinions. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. Hey, let's go. Joy and love. Hey, wow. Like the, like the lava on Mustafar, he just came in hot. Yes, <laughs> yes. So let's just take it over. Oh, man. Hot. The, uh, beyond I the Blast Door podcast, that was something. As you can see, I think we should. Hey, I think we should close the, the blast doors up, to be honest with you. I don't know what's happening. You can't close them. Oh, my God. What? Dave, Dave, where do we where do we go from this? Well, you know what? what? Before he left, he did drop a, a useful nugget Come on. as well as everybody here. Yep. You know, that, that ship that dropped Ray off. That's a good point. Is yes. Exactly the ship that we it see is. in the trailer. It's the same one. You know, I, I stopped. I zoomed in. Which, I looked. Yeah. Which it, makes me it. think, we've not talked about it yet, but like the rise of Skywalker, no one wants to talk about it, but like you see that ship. We're talking And you about see it. Ray, and you see all this stuff. I mean, like no one wants Ray. To, I don't know. How do we feel about Ray as a Skywalker? Do we feel bad about that? What do we feel? You know what? I, I'm okay with Ray as a Skywalker, but before we get any further, and I pass the mic, which I'm going to do in a second here, yeah. is Kylo's reaction in The Force Awakens when he says, What girl? He loses it. Now, he we're tears talking that about her being a Skywalker up. by blood, correct? Well, or clone. I don't know. Clone. See, mm-hmm. see, so for me. Uh, you're, you're going wild now. See, so for me, I think Kylo is the one that dropped off. Ray on that planet. I, I'm going wild here, guys. I, I think Kylo dropped off Ray on that planet. Okay, so we got. The, I, I'm gonna blow your mind. We okay? got the ultimate mashup. So you're saying Kylo dropped her off. So where does she end up at that point? Like, what is her? So he dropped her off because she was a student at Luke's academy, possibly Luke's kid, and Luke fears that Kylo killed her. So in his mind, his daughter's gone. That's wild to me. He, he thinks wild. his daughter is okay. gone. You have completely blown my mind. <laughs> so, okay, so since we're doing this mashup, and this is just us, far off. Um, a lot, of, a lot of the buzz going around with the podcast is like she's gonna adopt the name of Skywalker. Last time we checked, she was nobody. She was absolutely nobody. So let's finally settle it for as of right now for all of our podcasts right now. You're, are you going with wh- what is Ray's lineage in this next film installment? I, I am going. She is actually Luke Skywalker's child. That 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 he thought passed away, and and he, Luke is already written off. Doesn't mention it because of the pain, the torment. Doesn't want to go down that route. I think she is of some relation to a Palpatine because my biggest twist of this movie is. This is going to be the trilogy of trilogies, right? No, no, they, for sure. They have already put that in the marketing. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. And what has been the fight between the Skywalker saga? It's been Skywalkers versus Palpatines. However, how awesome would it be if for once it was a Palpatine working for the light side versus a Skywalker working for the dark side? You know, you, you've got a solid point there, but I would contest... The entire saga has been a Skywalker against a Skywalker within himself. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, j- yeah. just the pain, the torment. Yes, the definitely Palpatine exactly yeah. Ha- yeah. has manipulated that, twisted it. Right. But at the end of the day, he's the one that went down the path. You know, Anakin went down the path. Right. And then Luke, 
the redemption. Right, walking between light and dark. No, no, exactly. In, 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 the, in the twilight. The balance, right? if you yes. will. Yeah, okay. I got that. I don't, you know, the whole, is she a Palpatine? Is she... Is she a Skywalker? I, I don't know. B- because it goes back... Hold on. It goes back to, like, the, the title is The Rise of Skywalker. Who are we talking about? Are we talking about Ben Solo? Are we talking about Rey? Are we talking about, as, as Lindsay has said, the Skywalkers becoming a, the, the, the new name for Jedi? Broom Boy at the end. Who knows? Yeah. C-3PO, as We're Jeremy gonna has said. Boy? We're going to bring a Broom Boy? Apparently. We're going to bring a Broom Boy. Yeah, Broom Boy. Broom Boy. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I, I think that's the question is, like... Is, if the title is The Rise of Skywalker, who the hell are we talking about? Who is the, who, who is rising, is my question. Who is rising? All right, so my guess is Rey is actually a no one, but let's consider where she is. Jakku is not a throwaway planet that everyone thinks it is. When we talk about the contingency plan and everything that happened in Aftermath, that's important. When you read Rey's, Rey's survival guide alone... And she's talking about, you know, the the person who sits up on the rock and the watcher there. There's a lot going on on Jack Hill. So my thought is, even though she is a nobody, Palpatine somehow still influenced her the same way he did Gallius Rax. And he gave her, or at least unlocked, this power in her. So even though she's nobody, she still has connections to Palpatine, just not necessarily a blood connection. So do you think... Honestly, Kylo was telling her the truth that you're no one. I do. I you really do. do. Yeah. You, you don't think that was another ploy of the dark side and and just to get her where he wanted her? No, to confide I confide in him as hey, I see you're somebody. I'm the only one that I believes in you. I think he was telling the truth and I think she knew it. And okay. I mean, let's talk about how the Force was awakened in the first place. It was awakened, we know, because he went into her mind, and normally that's a one-way street, but because she is Force-sensitive, it became that two-way street. And people who say, you know, she caught on too quickly, it's not that she t- caught on too quickly, it's that when he went in and probed her mind, she was doing the same to him. She wasn't just finding that island, she was learning everything he already did. And to build off your point, the novel actually says when when he when he dug into her mind, it's almost like he popped a bubble that unlocked a lot of things. So like my what, first my second when Kylo did or, or when uh, Kylo did when he was digging yeah. in her mind the the actual novelization says he basically popped a bubble right. which opened up this bridge. Like yeah. The the thing about the Force Awakens is for me the first watch was hard. I did not appreciate it and the second watch was so much different. And a lot of things that people miss is in the Force Awakens when she's in that uh, in her house, she hears BB-8, but a lot of people don't pick up that she's not hearing BB-8. She's sensing BB-8 because okay. you can hear the reverb in the sound effects of The Force Awakens. It's not blunt. Like, as as we are talking right now, it is a echo, a reverb, and that's what The Force can be, an echo. So she is already tapping into The Force. So that's where I go with that. Yeah, there's, I mean, you guys are going to laugh here, but isn't there something like Ray's survival guide, some yeah. little junior novel that yeah. talks about her abilities in the force going to the observatory or whatever? I, mean, I go right? the route, yeah, she... I go the route of Revan. I, I, this is like crazy, but I, I don't think I'm right anymore, but I always looked at Revan and Ray as pretty close on because in the KOTOR series, Revan essentially was a Sith Lord that had his mind wiped and the Jedi used that against him to further their investigations of the Starforge. This guy had no idea who he was. And I think I used to think that Ray 
had some kind of ties to something and had her mind wiped. And when they when Kylo dug into her head, he popped a bubble. But I yeah. no longer. I don't know, man. It's, no, it's right so on. crazy. Right we, on. You know, at this point, we got spectators, yeah. and I see people shaking their head or, like, nodding their head. It's It's oh, been fun. It's been a lot of fun. As to your point, though, there is the Ray survival guide, and she does talk about the entrance to the observatory, uh, the watcher on the rock, and how people will go in, and there's all these different religious cults. Um, yeah, it is. It is. So she does mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Real, real, real quickly here. I mean, and Dave, you you, you can chat about yeah, this real sure. quick. Um, obviously, they're not paying attention. You know, they're down there drinking. Forced to his pod real quick. Right um, and Alice or Laura, that's fantastic. Laura, I'm going. I'm going to you. Okay. My question is, who is rising? That's my question. Is like, who is rising? Which who's the Skywalker that is rising? I'm putting you on the spot right now. I want to know who the hell you think is rising. Okay. First. That's damn hard to answer, but but I do think who said three PO earlier? Is that I'm I'm gonna go hard no on that. I don't think that I don't think that was it. I'm thinking He'll agree with you if you agree with him though. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm thinking I don't God, I don't know. You you put me on the spot, I truly am not sure. Here's my thing though, I've only watched the trailer maybe four times. Um, I haven't been able to sit and watch it on repeat yet, but so I haven't given it too much thought. But maybe I don't know, maybe Luke. I, I think it's you know, I think we're gonna get Force Ghost Luke. Talking about Luke, and there's one important thing that I heard in the trailer that it took me a second to register. When you hear in the beginning Luke is is speaking to Ray, I'm assuming obviously through like the force spiritually, he says, We have passed on everything to know. The thousand generations are with you. Who is we? Is this like just Ewan Luke? McGregor. Is this Luke and Obi-Wan? Because Obi-Wan talks to Ray. It's Ewan McGregor. In, but there's a man over there who's having an uh, absolute aggro. <laughs> Who is we? Seriously. It's not Who- Obi-Wan, it's Ewan McGregor. It's Ewan McGregor. <laughs> it's Luke. McGregor doesn't say hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, and then we can have Yoda in the crowd say... General Kenobi. <laughs> All right. Yes. Well, I got to pass the mic over. Yes. Okay, so this is Wonderful. my exact thing. I, He says we, correct? He says yeah, we. Indeed. All right, all right. So I think you might get a, I think, realistically, I think you're going to get Yoda actually speaking with Luke. You maybe get Obi-Wan, maybe, but that's a little that's a little wild, because how do you do that? You're not going to replicate Alec Guinness to do this. But imagine, let's just have fun. Let's just have fun and imagine Qui-Gon, Mace Windu, all of the Jedi who have become the Jedi of the past. They don't have to speak in this movie, but they just have to be there. Like, imagine Return of the King when they go down to that ghost, ra- the, mm-hmm. the mountain into where all the ghosts are. Not all the ghosts speak, but imagine feeling the presence of thousands of generations before you and realizing that you are the embodiment of all of those generations. Yeah, How powerful I was, would that be? I was kind of thinking, like, Harry Potter style. You know, he goes in, he's like, I'm going to die, all right, and then... All, you know, his dead homies and whatever just pop up and they're like, it's okay. You got this. That's kind of what I was picturing. I mean, that's, that's honestly, that's it's realistic to what Jedi have done so far. I mean, yes. they, 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 they exiled themselves on Dagobah and Tatooine and then they die in like their first replication of the movie. They don't, essentially, they don't do anything to help them except give them yeah. wise words. That is it. That is it. They are like drinking boxed wine and just like, yeah, you f- 
figure it out. We'll get there. Yeah. Are we force ghosts? No. Force ghosts. Here we go. Let, 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 real quick, yes. before we I'm gonna pass this over here, we're, we got some good uh, we got some good peeps over here that I, that I actually know from Columbus, Ohio. I'm thinking, right? Okay. Ohio Garrison. Ohio Garrison. At this point, Garrison. we have spectators. It's At this point, we've here. got the 501st here. So let's introduce yourself real quick. Uh, Dale Harper, TI 63102, Ohio Garrison. Yeah. Don't yeah. press the red button. No, 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 no. Oh. Holy, don't <laughs> press the red button. Holy. Don't push the red button. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How dare you? Uh, Spooner, uh, I'm with the Ohio Garrison also. TK3372. Did, did he? Okay, awesome. No, did, I don't. Uh, we will check. We'll get a pass back around here. Question real quick for the group. Moving this to what is up? You guys saw the picture of Rose and Ray. The whole love triangle, Pentagon, what the hell's going on in that situation? Just to kind of mix it up a little bit here, what are we thinking in regards to, to, to that situation? I don't know. The, uh, hey, guy, we, amateur, hey, amateur hour down here. 501st are used to handling blasters and, and I, stuff. I mean, I'm a mud trooper, so. <laughs> I'm okay, mud trooper. Um, so, what was the question again? <laughs> uh, love triangle. You know, like Ray, Rose, Finn. What's going on? Poe, Finn. Okay. What's going on? In, I'm a firm believer here that Rose was just kind of shoehorned in there to dispel the notion okay. that Finn and Poe were, you know, together. But, okay. you know, maybe that they're going to change it up a little bit. Maybe Rose is going to get a little bit more depth, you know, not feel so shoehorned in. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I hope that I honestly am I'm pulling for, you know, Ray to, you know, do something, you know, a little, little, little bit more, you know, but, yeah. you know, throw a little bit more in there, and you know, I'm hoping that you know she has that moment with like, Palpatine. Are we talking like throw a little bit more of her? Like, we, are we talking Frenching? What's going on here? What oh we no, no, What's no, going, no, okay. No, 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 no. No, we no. don't do that in Star Wars. I do mean, we. we d I don't want to see casual time Palpatine. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know. We're, all right, we're, all right. We're not, we're not, we're not busting out the Supreme Leader nonsense here. <laughs> okay, but, um, all right, all right, good. Yeah, but all yeah. Right. What do you nice. Think? What do you think? Yeah, thoughts? Uh, no, I, I really think that there's something going on with uh, Finn. Ray, maybe she's just more into the Force and she doesn't have a love interest, but I, I'm thinking that Rose, Tico, and, and you know, Finn actually become a thing. But there are so many different theories that I was thinking about on this that it's some things are starting to make sense. So, yeah. so you think uh, Ray is the queen of the friend zone? I mean, she friend-zoned Finn, like, right off the bat. No, I don't know. I think she's more... The Force is more or less her thing. Yeah. The Force is her lover? Is that what I heard down there? Yeah. So, so I would agree with that comment. I think that Finn and Rose, absolutely. There's a love interest. I think that's what it is. Sure. Yeah. And I know Dave's going to get mad for me oh stealing boy. his thunder. Oh, boy. But he thinks at the end of the day... Finn should have died at the end of The Last Jedi. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Like, Rose should not have come in and saved him. He could have died a heroic death, ended it, been done with it. And I'll let him talk more about that. But so, to go with with the, with the, what the route we're going right now, I mean, we're really going into Episode Nine. This is a, a campfire story out of George Lucas's mind himself. We're all just diving down this deep rabbit hole that is Star Wars. But I don't think there's enough time to really get a love interest in this in this series i mean it's all been kind of like thrown out there and it's just like you figure it out and i mean with the with the with the finn and rose thing i mean i love the last jedi but that was an awkward kiss like out of nowhere man and i just think if there's 
there's not enough time. Like, what do we have to do in this movie? We have to tie up the entire saga, but we still have to come up with a cohesive story for Ray, Finn, Poe, BBA, every single person in this character, and still make it a cohesive, fun story to listen and watch while still tying up everything. So, so great point, Zach. But is, there was also some, there was also a comment that was made during the episode nine panel where Finn said he didn't know who he was. He didn't know the type of person he was or what his role was in the resistance or in the rebellion or whatever and he now feels in episode 9 he knows that so I think that's better for him and he although it may have been an awkward kiss he may have been like I don't know really what my job is or what my goal is and now that we have him and he knows what he meant to do in episode 9 you're going to have that love interest, but I don't think you're going to get it with Ray or Kylo. Listen, I love The Notebook just as much as anybody else. Any kind of <laughs> Nicholas Sparks, you know, sometimes it, it really goes down that pee patch, but I just don't think there's time for it. I do not think there's time for a love interest, and right now it's so end of the game. Like, why? We, we have so much stuff to tie up. No, no, I, I agree, Zach, 100%. And what I'm going to throw your way right now, it, it's going to get a little dark. Who, who's going out? In episode nine, really? what casualties are we getting in episode nine? Because, like he said, you're you're starting some interests, but you're gonna have to end them. So, how do we end these stories? The easiest way to end a story, no matter what shape or form it is, is by a character's death. So, whether they get a heroic end, you know, a, a, a tragic end, or just a blindside shot to the gut, somehow one of these characters is gonna go out one way, shape, or another. Um, so, Zach, I want to get your thoughts on that. You tell me, what do you think, my man? I really think Finn's going because I think Finn, possibly Poe, are going out because their arc their arc in this has always been running away. And I argue, I, I love Finn. He's such a good character. He really is. Like, I, I love John Boyega. He's a passionate fan. But I think in that Last Jedi, I don't think he should have like had Rose save him I think he should have went in there meaning the ultimate like I have accepted who I am and I am sacrificing to choose my destiny I think ultimately Finn has to make that choice I think Poe is gonna have to make that choice too I think there's casualties in this war and we need to feel it because back in um 83 83 it was a fairy tale this goes a little bit more on the real side of life. Somebody who is nobody, who decides to be somebody, and these war heroes who choose to fight for what is right. And I think there has to be casualties to that fight. Otherwise, why? I mean, every war has a cost. Every price truly worth, anything worth having has a price, and it is a steep price. I don't know where you guys touched on this. But let's, let's have a little thought of going back to episode three and touch on this and think about it, because I did some thinking about it. Do you really think that Palpatine actually died? He already talked about how he learned something. Maybe he's powerful enough that he's not dead. Yeah, so you go back to Vader. Vader went good. Yeah. I think that's not Vader talking to Ben Solo. I don't no, think it is. No, I, I yeah, I've also thought like when he's talking to the helmet, you mean? I don't think that's right. That, he's like he's like, he's like grandfather, show me again, right? I think not, that's Palpatine playing with him. Right. That, I, I I'm I'm into that. The idea that his essence or spirit is still around. What do you also th- gotta talk about the cloning. Yeah. Yeah. Something I did some thinking about that. Maybe that's not really Snoke. Sure, maybe sure. that's some maybe it's a clone. 
I don't know. But coming back to the sacrifice thing, I'm going to play my cards on it's got to be Poe. Poe is just, he's seen everything go down. It's the sacrifices that he's seen, I think he sacrifices himself to save the others. I think it's going to be Finn and keep is going to keep going, but I'm really thinking that Anakin comes out of nowhere and goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm tired of this crap. Maybe it's he's part of the we that's actually helping Ray out. Maybe. So, you know... I'm. Finn, something Finn said in the episode that. nine panel, his character never had really direction. So now he's got that direction. So I think the the sacrifice that we all wanted in the Last Jedi is going to happen here in episode nine, and it actually means something. So Finn's accepted his place and going to go down that road and, and do the hero sacrifice. Um, but you know, in, in all in all, there's going to have to be casualties in this movie. To what extent, I don't know. But in order for a story to mean something, it has to have weight. It has to have levity. So let's go ahead and see what that levity is. You know, okay, Zach, what do you so think? we have had a epic night. I mean, this is amazing. We are here at Star Wars Celebration. This episode is going to air a little bit later, but um, it has been a truly magical time. And what I want us to do to close this out, and I mean take your time doing what you have to do, um, I want you to, one, plug your show. And tell me your brief final thoughts on episode nine and what you think is the bigger story arc. Again, four people. This is a big collaboration between all of us. Yeah. Let's let's put it out there for everyone, all of our listeners. Let's put it out there very briefly what you think episode nine is going to be and what you're excited for. So this is David uh, from a Rule of Two Star Wars podcast. You know, seeing that trailer, your head spinning every single direction. Um, the biggest takeaway is how they're going to go ahead and close this 40-year-old story neatly wrapped up at the end of this one here in December. Um, I, I don't see any better director or writer to helm this and go that direction other than J.J. Abrams. The question is, how is he going to get us there? He is a diehard fan himself, so let's, let's see what he wanted to see as a fan, what he brings to the table to close it out. Definitely Palpatine is going to play an important role in this, but to what end? You know, there's going to be 100,000 theories before the, before the end of this night. Um, the biggest thing is the journey to it. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Nice. That closure. How is it going to end with the Skywalkers or without them? Balance to the Force. So I'm Lindsay. You guys can find me at uh, Clashing Sabers. I also have a few videos up with Movie Losers, but primarily you can get me over on the Clashing Sabers network. In terms of what I think we really need to take from Episode 9, it's going to be the answer to the original question that started all of this, which is Ray asking, where is my place in all of this? And it's not about anything bigger than that. Star Wars is always about individuals and for me the individual focus here has to be on Rey and her finding where she really fits into the rest of this galaxy this is Laura from the Force Toast podcast Alice already bailed so it sounded just me uh, you can, we're a brand new show Force Toast a Star Wars happy hour and with regards to episode 9 I think the ultimate end game here is hope and I think we're looking at a happy ending. I think that's a fairly predictable thing. I think we're looking at great closure to Ray's story. Um, I think I'm excited to see where it goes, but I think ultimately I'm putting full trust in JJ 
think we're looking at a hopeful ending. And I think we already know that it's not over. We already know that we're getting more movies. Uh, we don't know when they're going to be set, but looking forward to the future, I think he's going to tie it up really nicely. And I think there's still going to be open-ended questions for us to continue to ponder and continue to podcast about for years to come. Looking forward to it. Uh, my name is John. I'm with uh, the Rule of Two A Star Wars podcast, not affiliated with Collider. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Rule of Two Pod. We also have all of our episodes posted on iTunes, Spotify, Blueberry, Stitcher, um, as well as the Google Play Store. So check us out. Um, we have a website, www.therollofpodcast.com, as well. My closure to <clears throat> episode nine is. I, I was kind of astonished the first time I saw the trailer yesterday after they when they aired it, and there's just so much. I think you're going to get so much um, between the characters as you see. They you can tell they're probably going on an adventure together. To what end we don't know. What they're going to find when they get to wherever they're going, or the piece of the Death Star that they have. You know, questions were brought up about whether it was Death Star One or Death Star Two. Go back and forth, but just to have that closure to kind of tie out that Skywalker saga I think is going to be the biggest thing um, from that perspective and so I'm really I really want to see some closure with all the characters but again as you mentioned getting the um, that we know we're going to get more movies where else can this story go we're going to close the Skywalker saga but what else are they going to open up to potentially see in the future uh, and this is Sam from Sith Talk, the other Sith Talk host. You know, it's interesting considering we've been talking almost exclusively tonight about Rey, but we need to also think about this in the bigger picture. This is a galactic war that has been strung along for nine movies. So what am I hoping to get from this film? I hope we get peace. You know, they've never really had that in any of these films, that th this has been the goal, this has been the mission, is that we've had the opposing sides, uh, whether it's the... Uh, the Confederacy versus the Republic, or the Empire versus the Rebels, or the Resistance versus the First Order. There's always two sides, light and dark. I hope at the end of this film, we can find balance, we can find peace, we can find our inner Skywalker. So, it has been such a pleasure to have all of you here this evening around the fire talking about the thing that we all love to talk about most, George and that's Star Wars. I think George would truly be proud of this. This is what he wanted. He wanted us all to tell these campfire stories about Star Wars. I mean, it's really why we all do this. It's, it's, it's the joy and beauty of it. And to kind of close, at least for now, we will get this later at Sith Talk under the Adapter Media feed. Type in Adapter Media. All places podcasts are found. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. You can find us under the Adapter Media feed. Just look for Sith Talk every Friday. I will close with this. Palpatine is going to be back and he is going to rain his lightning fingers harder than he ever has before to truly bring in the epic story that is not only the story of the Chosen One, but the story of the Skywalkers versus the Palpatines. Now, is Rey a Palpatine? Is, um, is, is she a Skywalker? What is she? We don't know, but this has always been the battle of the Palpatines versus the Skywalker. So we will check you out on the next episode of Sith Talk. I'd like to thank everyone involved. This has truly been an amazing time. So see you guys. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> 
All right. So just want to thank everyone over at Sith Talk, Rule of Two Podcast, and Rebel Watch, as well as Force Toast and the members of the 501st. It was so fantastic getting to share those thoughts. Um, And even just, as you guys heard in that conversation, halfway through to have that many spectators just stop in watching and listening. Um, You know, for anyone who hasn't been able to get to Celebration, I really hope you can one day because it's such a great community and it's so positive, as you could hear in this conversation. But of course, we want to know your thoughts on the trailer, on the title, on any other connections you think might be leading up to. Um, so go ahead and send us over an email. You can get me personally on Twitter at Miss Lindsay G or find me on Instagram full force Lindsay. And then Brandon, I'll let you go ahead and do your plugs for yourself and for the network. Yeah. So go ahead. And, uh, if you want to send some thoughts over, you of course can send them directly to Lindsay or you can send them to our email clashing sabers network at gmail.com or right over on Twitter. Just DM us or send us a tweet at me, uh, just at Clashing Sabers. Uh, we will link all the other shows um, and guests and everything uh, in the show notes. So definitely go ahead and check that out and give them a, a listen uh, because, yeah, it was a really fun conversation. So we are looking forward to uh, interacting with those people more and just continuing to grow this amazing, amazing community that we have all built together. So until next time batch eight hi hey you did it right this time good job the podcast you just listened to and all other clashing sabers productions are the intellectual property of clashing sabers.net all sounds and materials used from other creators is their stuff and we just use different information on educational purposes bottom line we made it it's ours they made it it's theirs seems simple but if you're still confused feel free to email us at clashing sabers network at gmail.com we have no association with lucasfilm disney or any of the other fine companies that make all this stuff we talk about but kathleen kennedy if you need anything let me know i work for cheap now let's blow this thing and get out of here